Welcome to Silver Age X-Men Jeopardy. I am your host, Chad Anderson. I am joined by my very helpful production staff, uh, Seth Martell and Corey Thomas. Thank you to both for being here. And I am joined by four incredible contestants who have been on my show multiple times and who are wonderful and incredible nerds. Let me have you each introduce yourselves briefly. Uh, give us your gender pronouns and let us know your favorite obscure X-Men fact that comes to mind. Uh, let's start with Rob Salerno. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Rob Salerno. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, my favorite obscure X-Men fact that uh, came to mind just right now. Um, oh God, uh, you put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, my favorite uh, obscure X-Men fact is, um, uh, oh God, uh, um, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know, I know. Uh, uh, my favorite obscure X Men fact is is a character. It is uh, Nocturne, uh, who is uh, one of uh, Magneto's grandchildren. Uh, everyone forgets about her, but she is she is the daughter of the Scarlet Witch, and and the Scarlet Witch is Magneto's uh, daughter. I, I do not buy that retcon. <laughs> At least in that reality. Uh, let's go yes. over next to Steve Duna. Hi, Steve. Hello, it's me, Steve. Um, my pronouns are they and them. And I don't know, I've got so many favorite obscure X-Men facts, but I think I think for today, I'll go with the weird fact that Beast seemed to have originally been from Dundee, Illinois, but is later called from Dunfee, Illinois, which is strange because there's no Dundee, Illinois. There's a West Dundee and there's an East Dundee, and it could have been either one, and that would have been fine for <laughs> me. But Dunfee just sounds made up. I don't know. Maybe it is made up. Uh, and then uh, next over to my friend, Amanda Martini. Hi, Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda Martini. Uh, I, oh, so one of uh, my, so I'm a huge Z-list cosplayer. Uh, one, my fun little fact is one time I completely bombed on stage by doing a tangerine number, tangerine appearing in two uh, Excalibur comics in 1993. Wonderful. And you looked amazing. And then finally, my friend Derek Kunskin. Hi, Derek. Hey, how's it going? Um, uh, I'm he, him, and... Uh... Weird obscure fact is that the Frankenstein monster that the X-Men met was a space robot. And it's like, what? It's up with that. <laughs> Fantastic. I uh, just interviewed Roy Thomas and we talk about that issue for a while. It's uh, it's a wild. So oh, make awesome. sure to check that out. It's going to be great. Uh, I am so happy. I ran this game as a template. I wrote the questions and answers for this. I ran it by my husband and kids yesterday and they were like, no one is going to know this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my four guests tomorrow might. So uh, we are celebrating the final uh, episode, six, excuse me, uh, final issue of volume one of the X-Men, X-Men number 66, which is what I set out to do on the show originally. Now, the podcast is continuing beyond that, but I wanted to do a big celebration to wrap that up. Uh, this is all questions from everything that we've covered on the podcast so far, continuity-wise, including anything in X-Men volume one, anything in the ancillary issues we've covered, like the X-Men teaming up in other titles or any of the modern books that we have covered that are set in the early X-Men history or pre-continuity. We have five categories per round. Uh, we're gonna play this like a normal Jeopardy game. If everybody will keep their mics off, uh, will you be ready to answer uh, whoever dings in by raising a hand first as we are going through each of these questions gets the uh, uh, opportunity to answer first. 
and uh, we'll play this like re regular Jeopardy otherwise. Uh, does anyone have any questions before we begin? All right, I'm so happy to have you all here. Uh, Seth, let's see the game board for the first round. The categories in round one of Silver Age X-Men Jeopardy are X-Family, Evil Mutants, X-Romance, X-Allies, Non-Mutant Supervillains. We're going to begin with X-Family for 100. The X-Men, this X-Men is the child of Norton and Edna. Rob Salerno. That is the beast. <laughs> Excellent. Seth, you can't click on the answer to this. <laughs> so that's what... <laughs> that's no, it hit. <laughs> that's 100. It's a little more sensitive Rob. than I thought. Sorry, Rob. What you got it. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, you got it correct. What would you like to choose for your next uh, category? Uh, let's go uh, X-Family for 200. X-Family for 200. These two members of the original X-Men have biological siblings. Rob. Uh, that are, they are, uh, who are Scott and Jean Grey, Cyclops Correct. and Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, 200 points for Rob. Uh, let's, uh, continue the category. X-Family for 300? <laughs> yeah. This is the code name of the angel's inkle, uh, evil uncle, Burt Worthington. Demanda. I'm on mute. Who is the Dazzler? Yes, you're correct. 300 to Demanda. What would you like to choose next? Uh, let's just, uh, let's go to X-Romance for 100. X-Romance for 100. In the first issue of the X-Men, this young man was the only boy not interested in Jean Grey. Rob. Who is Iceman. Correct. 100 for Rob. What would you like to choose next? Uh, let's do X-Romance for 500. X-Romance for 500. This mutant nurse helped Charles Xavier recover after he was paralyzed. Demanda. Who is Amelia, Amelia Vaught? Yes, correct. 500 to Demanda. What would you like to choose next? Um, I'm going to go with X-Allies for 300. X-Allies for 300. The X-Men fought this sometimes hero on their first trip to Las Vegas. Rob. Who's the Hulk? Correct. 300 to Rob. What would you like to choose next? Uh, let's do Allies for 400. X-Allies for 400. After recruiting this hero to help fight the Juggernaut, Professor X erased his memories. Derek. Uh, who is the Human Torch? Correct. 400 to Derek. What would you like to choose next, Derek? Uh, can we do Evil Mutants for 200? Evil Mutants for 200. This foreign mutant tried to destroy the United States Capitol building in his first appearance. Rob. Who is Sunfire? Correct. 200 to Rob. What would you like to choose next? Let's do Evil Mutants for five. Evil Mutants for 500. To recruit an ally, Magneto once traveled to this remote city in his astral form. Da-da. Go ahead and show us the answer. What is Atlantis? Uh, Rob, you maintain control. Go ahead. Let's do Evil Mutants for four. Evil Mutants for 400. This is the founder and secret leader of the group Factor 3, Steve. The Mutant Master. Uh, try in the form of a question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, who's the Mutant Master? Damn. Yes. I right, got an answer in. <laughs> 400 to Steve. <laughs> what would you like to choose next? Uh, I'll take non-mutant supervillains for 400. Non-mutant supervillains for 400. 
Tyrannus once kidnapped and this armored supervillain to build him a 20-foot robot. Steve? The Cobalt Man? In the form of a question. Who is the Cobalt Man? Yes, 400 to Steve. <laughs> I don't know how to play Jeopardy anymore. Uh, Steve, who would you or what would you like to choose next? Uh, non-mutant supervillains for 300. Non-mutant supervillains for 300. Angel once landed on a remote island where a construct of this World War II hero lived. Rob? Who's the Red Robin? Uh, incorrect. Rob loses 300. Anyone else? BB, let's see it, Seth. Who is the Red Raven? Uh, Steve, you you maintain control. Okay, I'll take non-mutant supervillains for 500. Non-mutant supervillains for 500. Tom Regal stole a suit of armor and used this codename attacking a library to get his dad's attention. Rob? Uh, who is Meccano? Meccano is correct. 500 to Rob. What would you like to choose next? Uh, let's do ex-allies for 500. Ex-allies for 500. This mystic helped imprison uh, Zorak within the Crimson Cosmos. Rob? Who's Doctor Strange? Incorrect. 500 from Rob. Steve? Who is Ciderak? Uh Ciderak is incorrect. 500 from Steve. Derek? Uh, who is the Ancient One? The Ancient One is correct. 500 to Derek. And you can choose the next category. Okay, uh, let's do... Uh... Ex-allies for 200, please. Ex-allies for 200. This prominent hero once tried spanking Marvel Girl during a fight. <laughs> Da-da. Show us the answer. Oh, oh wait, oh, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, is, uh, who is the thing? Who is the thing? Correct. Oh. 200 to Derek. And you maintain control. What would you like to choose? Can we do non-mutant supervillains for 200? Non-mutant supervillains for 200. Barry Windsor Smith first penciled the X-Men, fighting this dangerous villain from the negative zone. Rob. Who is Blastar? Correct. That's 200 to Rob. Uh, let's do uh, X-Romance for three. X-Romance for 300. And this is the first daily double. You get the opportunity to get double points if you get both answers correct. Iceman received his first kiss from this barista on his 18th birthday. Rob maintains control because it's the daily double, but if he gets it incorrect, it goes to Steve next. Five seconds. Didi, okay, over to Steve. Who is Zelda Kurtzberg? Zelda Kurtzberg is correct. That is 600 points to Steve. Steve, you maintain control. Uh, I'll take X-Romance for 400, Chad. X-Romance for 400. Jean Grey briefly dated this young man at Metro College. BB, Seth, show us the answer. Who is Ted Roberts? And Steve, you maintain control. I'll take uh, X-Romance for 200. X-Romance for 200, finishing this category. When Scott and Jean created cover identities during a mission, Scott took on a job as a DJ news reporter, and Jean Grey got a job doing this. Rob? What is modeling? Yes. Uh, more specifically, swimsuit modeling. <laughs> Rob, you maintain control. Go ahead. Uh, let's uh, do... Hang on. That one was, that one was uh, 200, correct? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Let's do X-Family for five. X-Family for 500. 
Magneto once tried to copy the DNA of the parents of this X-Man, planning to build a mutant android army. Rob. Who is the angel? Correct. 500 for Rob. Um, and Rob, you maintain control? Let's finish the category. Uh, X-Family for 400. And this is the other daily double. You get double points if you get both answers correct. These are the two mutant children of Bolivar Trask, the creator of the Sentinels. Rob gets first answer, then it goes to Demanda. Five seconds. Um, uh, BB. Mary Trask and Madam Sanctity. Oh, you! I'll give it to you. That's correct. So 800 to Rob. And you maintain control. Uh, let's do Evil Mutants for three. Evil Mutants for 300. This, uh, the stranger turned mastermind into this during the conflict with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Rob? What is a statue? Uh, yes, stone? what is a stone statue is correct. And then you maintain control, Rob? Uh, let's finish the category. Uh, evil Mutants for 100. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants briefly took over this country. Rob? What is uh, uh, San Marco? Uh, incorrect. Uh, Steve? Where is Santa Marco? Correct. Uh, Santa Marco is actually correct. Yes. So 100 yeah. from Rob, 100 for Steve. And then Steve, you main control. We have two boxes left. Um, I will take non-mutants for 100. Non-mutant supervillains for 100. Augustus Hopper, using this code name, enlarged grasshoppers to destroy farmland. Rob? What is the locust? The locust is correct. 100 for Rob. And the final category, X allies for 100. During the X-Men's first fight with the Avengers, this heroine pulled Marvel Girl's hair. Derek. Uh, who is the wasp? The wasp is correct. 100 for Derek. And that brings us to the, the end of the first round of Jeopardy. How's everybody doing? I'm not putting <laughs> up fine. my hand fast enough. That was <laughs> Yeah, me neither. You are all very quick on the draw. Uh, points as they currently stand, if you'll write these down. Rob has 2,600. Demanda has 800. Derek has 1,200. Steve has 1,000. You need to decide how much you would like to wager in Final Jeopardy. So if you have a piece of uh, paper nearby, make sure you write the total you would like to wager. No cheating, everyone. <laughs> uh, the category for Final Jeopardy. Seth, if you will show us. Wait, sorry, can you give us the scores again? Yes. Rob has 2,600, Demanda has 800, Derek has 1,200, Steve has 1,000. And the final category is going to be Animal Mayhem. Decide how much you would like to wager. Do, 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 da, 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 da. I'm not gonna keep doing that. <laughs> is everybody ready? You cannot change your wager once you see this. You have to write down an answer and you will show the answer. Okay, Seth, go ahead and show us. This member of the Blob's Circus entered Iceman's room to eat a milkshake. Write down your uh, question or your answer in the form of a question. We'll take just a few more seconds. Okay, if everybody will go one at a time, uh, we're going to begin with Rob. Rob, how much did you wager? I wagered 100. 100, and what was your answer? 
I honestly, I just said, who is Blob? <laughs> Rob loses 100. Uh, let's go to Steve next. How much did you wager? Well, I thought I was more confident before you said what the category was, so I wagered 500. And what did you write? I said a dancing bear. What is a dancing bear is incorrect. <laughs> so it loses 500 for Steve. Uh, Demanda next. Um, I have put it all in. I said 800, oh. and I said, who is the clown? Because I have no idea. <laughs> no, that wipes Demanda back to zero. And then finally, Derek, how much did you wager? I wagered everything, um, and I'm glad I did because I love that scene, and I read it to my son several times. And so the answer awesome. is, what is a giraffe? What is a giraffe is correct. Uh, Seth, if you'll show us. This is my favorite panel in perhaps all of volume one of the X-Men. Iceman is eating a milkshake in his room and a giraffe shoves his head through the window to have a bite. He says, hey, what's going on? And pushes it away with a mop. It's amazing. <laughs> all right, contestants. This has been a blast so far. Uh, do you guys have any questions or comments based on round one of Jeopardy? Uh, no, what, uh, what are our scores? Uh, final scores as they currently stand. Rob is at 2,500. Demanda at zero, Derek at 2,400, Steve at 500. When we move into the next round, we're going to start at zero again, but we will add your next round score to your first round score for the final score. Does anyone else have questions or comments so far? I'm doing great. <laughs> Was this harder than you thought? Yes. yes. It, it, it just goes to show like, I, so like, it just goes to show I don't have like a lot of like the Silver Age stuff. Like my stuff is like out back, like forward. Oh, and, yeah. um, and, and then like some of like, you know, early Claremont stuff, but like, the, nope, I'm, I'm kind of out. Like this is all <laughs> ridiculous. I, uh, I, before starting this podcast, I would have been terrible at this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other questions or comments before we take a short break? This is very fun. I need to take like beta blockers to get my hand moving a little bit faster than Robin Derek, I think. <laughs> oh, I, I'm the third. I'm the third always in terms of speed. And I'm like, how are these guys so fast? Are they even reading the questions? <laughs> I can't read the questions as fast as y'all. I'm like working my no. way down the page. I already can see Bob's guys hand up. Exactly. I, I cannot believe I missed Zelda. Zelda Curse. That was, was that's so too. I needed to know who that was this morning because I was like, who are all the ladies they were dating? And I was turned to Nathan and I was like, I remember Vera Cantor. Who's that other lady that Bobby was dating when they were on the train before they met Grotesque? Because I know there was somebody there and I had to look her up like 20 minutes before this pod. So absolutely fair. Uh, okay. Thank you all for being here, for being such great sports. I'm having a blast. We're going to take a short break to refill our drinks and we will be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to round two of Silver Age X-Men Jeopardy. I am so happy uh, to have my contestants still with me. Uh, how are you each doing? Was that first round everything you hoped it would be? And did you learn anything? Derek, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm still shaking off the adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> Devanda, how are you? That was really rough for me. I mean, I, I got two questions right of things that I knew. A lot of them I did not really know. Um, so I'm fairly concerned about this next thing because I'm at a big fat zero. <laughs> Steve, how you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling similar to Demanda. I got lucky on a few guesses that I just happened to have the prep for. 
And uh, I think I'm all out of that. So <laughs> I'll probably be wagering a little less fanatically with the next Final Jeopardy. <laughs> and uh, lastly, Rob, will Zelda Kurtzberg ever forgive you? <laughs> you know what? If she can forgive Bobby Drake for staying her long for 35 years. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so happy to have you all here again. Uh, make sure your mutes are off. And then Seth, if you will bring us to uh, round two screen. Uh, Steve and Derek, both of your mutes are on. So if you'll deactivate those, that'd be great. Okay, categories for our second round. Robots, team-ups, villainous plots, the savage land, and pre-continuity. This time we're going to begin with Free continuity for 100. This supervillain once recruited runaway Scott Summers to work for him. Rob. Who is Jack of Diamonds? Correct, 100. Rob, what would you like to choose next? Uh, let's do pre-continuity for 400. Pre-continuity for 400. That's the first daily double for this round. So you have the opportunity to get double the points. Rob gets first answer. If not, the first hand, it will go to that person next. Go ahead. In X-Factor minus one, Alex Summers is adopted, gaining a new family member in this sister. You get double points if you get both the first and last name. Five seconds. Is Tanya Blandings? Oh, you get points for the last name. The first name is incorrect. So you get 400. Does anyone know oh. the first name? Bebe. Okay, will you show us that? It is a uh, Haley Blanding. That's his sister. Uh, Steve, your mute is still on, just so you know. And then Seth, take <laughs> us back to the main screen. Rob, what would you like to choose next? Um, it is so unfair that you asked a question about the Mackie X Factor period. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do uh, five hundred pre-continuity. Pre-continuity for five hundred. This is the other round's daily double. You get double points here if you get both answers correct. This is the real name of the Conquistador, a supervillain who once kidnapped the parents of Hank McCoy. If anyone knows this, raise your hand. Uh, who is BB Cortez? Seth, show us the answer. <laughs> Who, or wh who is Orlando Furio, except we accidentally type what is Orlando Furio, which is actually fair if you've met this character. <laughs> and then back to the main board. Rob. Uh, we're doing great with this category. Let's do 300. Pre-continuity for 300. Bobby Drake once took Judy Harmon to see this classic film. Rob. What is West Side Story? West Side Story, 300 to Rob. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, let's finish the category for 200. Pre-continuity for 200. In X-Men Minus One, Magneto took a handful of soil from this painful place and placed it on Asteroid M. Rob. What is Auschwitz? Auschwitz is correct. 200. Um, let's do, uh, villainous plots for 400. Villainous plots for 400. This supervillain once brazenly stole the United States continental defense plans out of the Pentagon. Rob. Who is the Vanisher? The Vanisher is correct. 400 to Rob. Mm -hmm. uh, let's do villainous plots for 300. Villainous plots for 300. 
Count Nefaria and his operatives once trapped this entire city under a force field. Derek. Uh, what is Washington? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C.? Correct. 300 to Derek. Derek, what would you like to pick next? Uh, villainous plots for 500? Villainous plots for 500. In a remote desert, this supervillain once built an entire city for mutants to dwell in. Derek. Uh, who is Mesmero? Mesmero is correct. 500 to Derek. Uh, Derek. Uh, why don't we try robots for 500? Robots for 500. This robot, built by Professor X to train the X-Men in the danger room, was later briefly taken over by Dr. Doom. Rob. What is Colosso? Colosso is correct. Well done. Okay. <laughs> 500 to Rob. That's a tough one. Uh, Rob, go ahead. Remembering this right or am I crossing my wires? With... <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's do robots for 300. Robots for 300. Calling himself Computo, this robot designed the Cybertrons and fought the X-Men in issue 48. Derek. Uh, who is Quasimodo? Quasimodo is correct. 300. Wow. Uh, Derek, next. Can we try robots for 400? Robots for 400. Before he designed the mutant tracking machine Cerebro, Professor X called it by this name. Five seconds. Beep, beep. Seth, show us the answer. What is Cybertron? <laughs> and then Derek, you may think of <laughs> uh, if I maintain it, uh, let's go Savage Land for 500. Savage Land for 500. This little known X-Men villain, or excuse me, this little known villain from a tribe of man apes also debuted in X-Men number 10. Deep this is a character, if you know it. <laughs> Steve. Magor. Yes, Magor is Oh, correct. God, yeah, I'm sorry, it was Magor. I don't know how to play this game. <laughs> I'll give it to you. You're good. <laughs> Keep going, Steve. What would you like next? Oh, thank God we just did that Kevin Plunder trial. <laughs> Let's go. Advantages if you appear on my show regularly. <laughs> That's the only reason I know any of these questions. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Savage Land for 300, Chad. Savage Land for 300. This frequent visitor to Tierra del Fuego is obsessed with a particular set of fantasy novels. Rob. Who is... Carl Lycos? Carl Lycos or Sauron is correct. That's 300. And Rob, what would you like next? Uh, let's do team ups for 400. Team ups for 400. In Amazing Spider Man Annual One, this supervillain created robot duplicates of the X Men to fight Spider Man. Five seconds. Steve. The Living Brain? Who is the living not? So that's 400 off Steve. Derek? Uh, who is Mysterio? Mysterio's correct. 400 Ooh. Derek. Okay, and that Derek was a... maintain control. Okay, let's do team ups for 300. Team ups for 300. Iceman teamed up with the Human Torch in Strange Tales 120 to fight this modern day pirate. Five seconds. BB, let's see the answer, Seth. Who is Commander Kraken? <laughs> Derek, you maintain control. Oh, what a ridiculous uh, answer <laughs> that was. <laughs> uh, but I remember reading that story and it would be, yeah, it was fun. Um, let's try Savage. 
Yeah, Savage Land for 400? Savage Land for 400. This pink-clad mutate has powers similar to the more popular Vertigo, Demanda. It was Equilibrious? Yes, 400 for Whoa. Demanda. Deep pull. Demanda, go ahead. <laughs> My zealous knowledge probably comes from <laughs> Uh, let's do, uh, team-ups for 500. Team-ups for 500. Referenced in an X-Men Next Issue blurb, this supervillain wouldn't actually debut until Marvel Holiday Special 1994. Five seconds. Rob. Uh, who are the Lava Men? Mm, there's a specific character we're looking for. Mm, 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 mm. Oh. Um, Rob doesn't have it, so that's 500. The Lava Man? Anyone else? Uh, Steve. It's who is Metoxo? Metoxo's correct. <laughs> 500 to Steve. Great job. Deepers. <laughs> <laughs> Rob loses and Steve gains. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we even have next? Can I take Savage Land for 200 still? Savage Land for 200. Cool. This supervillain called himself the creator as he established a base of power in the Savage Land. Demanda. Who is Magneto? Magneto's correct, 200. Uh, let's finish up the Savage Land. The Savage Land for 100. This loincloth-wearing hero is brother to Zabu. Rob. Who is Kazar? Who is Kazar is correct. Rob, you maintain control. Uh, let's do villainous plots for 200. Villainous plots for 200. This sun god from Mayan mythology once took over the body and mind of El Tigre through a mystic pendant. Derek. Uh, who is Kukulkan? Kukulkan is correct. 200. Derek, Ooh. you maintain control. Uh, let's do team-ups for 200. Team-ups for 200. In Tales of Suspense 49, Angel was briefly turned evil due to atomic tests of this Avenger. Derek. Uh, who is Iron Man? Iron Man is correct. 100. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, that was 200. Yeah. And ro robots for 200? Robots for 200. This sentient power-stealing robot supervillain fought the X-Men until his powers were canceled out by the Mimic. Steve? The super, who is the super adaptoid? That's correct, 200. There are three 100 questions left. Under robots, team-ups, villainous plots. Steve, what would you like? Uh, I would like villainous plots for 100. I'm not liking these robots. Villainous <laughs> <laughs> plots for 100. Go ahead. This character was buried alive for decades before stomping across the world determined to murder his stepbrother, Derek. Uh, who's the juggernaut? That's correct. 100. What would you like next? Um, let's do robots for 100 for Steve. Robots for 100. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This massive machine was created by Bolivar Trask to produce more Sentinels. Derek. Uh, what is the Master Mold? That's correct. And then At least finally, I might have gotten that one. <laughs> <laughs> finally, is uh, Team Ups for 100? Last question. In Journey into Mystery 109, Magneto tried recruiting this godly character to join his brotherhood. Rob. Who's Thor? Thor is correct for 100. All right, everybody, that is the end of round two before we hit final Jeopardy. The scores as they currently stand in round two, 1,800 for Rob, 600 for Demanda, 2,100 for Derek, 900 for Steve. Everybody got their scores? 
Make sure to write down how much you would like to wager in the final final Jeopardy category. And Seth, go ahead and show us what Seth, go ahead and show us what the category is. The category in this round is extraterrestrials. There's so many of them. <laughs> Wait, are you saying there are villains of the X-Men who turned out to actually be aliens? <laughs> <laughs> Has everyone determined how much they would like to wager? Yes. Okay, Seth, show us the answer. Lucifer, the man who paralyzed Professor Fuck. X, belonged to this <laughs> alien race. Oh, so sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have more time? If anyone here did the Lucifer episode with me on the Patreon and can't answer this question, I'm very disappointed. Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five seconds. Okay, Rob. Oh, we'll go backwards this time. Derek, how much did you determine to wager this time? 1,200. Now, Derek, would you consider yourself to be one of the world's foremost experts on Lucifer? <laughs> not, not, not having seen this question now. <laughs> uh, what was your answer here? I didn't have one. Okay, oh. so you lose twelve hundred. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna keep going. Uh, Demanda, how much did you wager? Uh, Six hundred, because I got nothing. And I want to say it starts. I said, "Who are the Q?" I think it starts with a Q, but I don't know. That is the incorrect answer, obviously. I'll, I'll leave you in suspense for a moment. Steve, how much did you wager? I was literally thinking of Lucifer when I, you said extraterrestrials, and I knew it was going to be this, and I still <laughs> wagered everything, because what do I have to lose? So I wagered 900. And did you have an answer? Luciferans? <laughs> no, but that's a great guess for Marvel. They, they like to do that a lot. Yeah. But Seth lost, or I'm sorry, Steve lost 900. And uh, Rob, how much did you wager? Uh, I wagered everything. Oh, goodness. Rob wagered 1800 And what was your answer? Uh, I had no idea. So I wrote, who are the Gronkians? <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Seth, show us the answer. Uh, what uh, is the quiz? Twist! Or the arcane. Wow. They have uh, more than one name. I might have taken Dominex if you got that one, because that was his big robot guy. But, uh, you were so close. So obscure, so obscure. I mean, can I get like a point for at least knowing the cue? <laughs> I would not point. how Jeopardy works. One. <laughs> one point for Demanda, just one. So one. You went from zero to one. Exactly. exactly. It's not going to change anything, but I at least feel good knowing that at least I knew the first letter. Oh. Seth, if you will give me screen controls back, uh, we can see each other. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so we will do final scores in just a moment. How's everybody doing? Uh, that round was way harder than the first round. <laughs> yes. yes. I, 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 I also have just realized that, like, I, because uh, my kind of, like, fandom of X-Men came from reading UncannyX-Men.net and mostly, like, character bios, like, I know a lot about characters, not so much, like, plots. <laughs> and, and if they didn't appear more than once, like, a lot of these effing robots then I just don't know who they are. I would dare say even many of the world's X-Men experts would have done very poorly at this game. And you all did pretty damn well, I think. I think you're uh, in. I mean, I mean, pulling Equilibrium, that, or Equilibrius, that was, that's a deep, deep cut. The only reason that I know him, because I love Vertigo, and when I found that, like, 
there was a guy before her. I was like, how freaking redundant is this? So, so I was like, oh, we need another girl besides Lorelai. So let's just change that guy into a woman. It's fine. It's it's a testament to the strength of this show in general that all of the questions I have gotten right have been in some way because I had to prepare for a great Malkin Lane appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Savage Land? Well, hell yeah, that was last weekend. <laughs> Uh, this was an absolute blast. Uh, so our final scores, uh, Demanda has one. Steve has 500. Rob has 2,500. And the winner of Silver Age Je X-Men Jeopardy is Derek with a total composite score of 3,300. Derek Kunskin, you are the winner! Uh, I will be sending you, Derek, we'll contact each other off the show, my entire Volume 1 collection of Marvel Masterworks. So you're going to oh, get wow. color-printed editions of the entire first volume of the X-Men. Holy so cool. cow. That's so worth the stress we've just gone through. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys. This was an absolute blast. Thank you all for being part of this show so regularly and for offering so much love and friendship. All of you have been on my show multiple times, and I'm so grateful to count you among my friends and collaborators. Uh, I will keep inviting you back because we have crazy stuff coming up uh, in the next year on Grey Malkin as well. Uh, a lot of this has been hinted on previous episodes, but we're going to be spending the rest of this year delving into X-Men The Hidden Years, the early X-Men appearances from the 1970s that are not in the X-Men comic, as well as some early Origins limited series, things like First X-Men and some of the other stuff that's set in the pre-continuity. So be watching out for special episodes as we go throughout the rest of this year. Uh, we have some big plans and some major, major, incredible, just breathtaking guest stars uh, coming up, including one that I've been looking forward to for a long time, uh, Lenore Zan, who I'm so excited to meet. We have a lot of really amazing things uh, on their way, some names that you won't believe, and some that you get to learn more about uh, just as we go, which is my favorite thing on this show. We're always trying to make room for the classic creators, the modern creators, and people who are working on fringe and indie books who represent queer voices. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying the content as we are putting it out. Character trials coming up include Sauron, Craven the Hunter, and uh, some incredible uh, characters along the way as well. So, uh, so make sure you're listening. Uh, as we are wrapping up for everyone here, let us know where people can find you online. And we're going to release this around March 10th. Is there anything you'd like to plug? I know all of you have major things going on in your lives, both professionally and personally. Uh, let's begin with the winner of our show, Derek Kunskin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, if people want to follow me, I've been relatively quiet on social media for about, well, a little while anyway. But uh, I'm at uh, Twitter, if Twitter still exists uh, by March 10th. Um, at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, uh, last name Kunskin, K-U-N-S-K-E-N. I'm pretty Googleable, and I'm a science fiction writer, and I have a collection that just came out, and I'm the author of The House of Sticks and The and uh, the Quantum Magician. So those are two of my works that are available in bookstores everywhere. Uh, and Derek, you can watch for the Marvel Masterworks Volume 1 stuff in the mail. We'll, we'll send it. Uh, by the way, this is not like the original prints of these issues, if you're aware. You're like, that's sending me $100,000 worth. <laughs> these are nicely bound reprinted that I've used uh, as encyclopedias for this show. So Ooh. they are likely covered in my tears. <laughs> uh, let's go to Steve Duda next. Uh, well, I'm Steve, and you can find me generally on Twitter at Howdy Duda. It's H-O-W-D-Y-D-U-D-A. It's where I spend a lot of my time on social media, but I'm on some other sites too, and you can find me there. 
Um, you can listen to me over on X's for podcast or X's for show. We're uh, making some changes there, going to a live format. And by that time, we'll have all the uh, wrinkles ironed out, I'm sure. Um, you can also probably find me on some previous Gray Malkin Lane trials and Patreon episodes. I highly recommend you go and li- listen to those. We do have a lot of fun. Uh, let me put it to my supporting little Vanna White crew here for a moment. Uh, Seth Martell, where can people find you online? And would you like to plug anything? Oh, uh, yeah. I You can find me on most social platforms under S. C. Martel, M-A-R-T-E-L, and the week after this show airs, my book will be in, my graphic novel will be in comic stores, and then the week after that in bookstores. So that's pretty exciting. The book is The Mayor, and it's coming out from Graphic Mundi. It's so good. And uh, we're recording this on February 19th. On February 20th, the new episode release features Mr. Seth Martell talking about the mayor. And then we delve into Excalibur minus one with Nightcrawler making his first appearance on the show, which is uh, really exciting. Uh, And of course, uh, Mr. Corey Thomas. Uh, Corey's been keeping score for us. Uh, Corey, would you like to plug anything? Where can people find you? Oh, no. I like to say that I consume content, but I don't create it. (laughs) That's you guys. Uh, I'm sure you all heard me giggling. Uh, in the background there. That's exactly how I listen to the show as well. Just <laughs> random giggles and laugh out loud. So I like to plug previous episodes of Grey Mark and Lane. And I tag <laughs> Corey in shows. He's one of my best friends. You can find him at Corey Dam Thomas online. I, yeah, I think he's, that's a good he's a public. And uh and then over to uh Rob Salerno. Hi Rob. Hi. Um you can, uh, I'm Rob Salerno. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at lo- Rob Salerno. Uh, you can also find me on Linktree at Rob Salerno. Uh, that has all my other stuff that I do. Um, uh, I guess to plug stuff, uh, I'm a playwright. I just released a anthology of my plays. It's called Smashing Young Man. It's available on Amazon. Um, and uh, I am a, a little bit of an artist as well. Uh, you can find um uh, my uh, artwork uh, via my uh, link tree or on Instagram at sketches of gay dudes or uh, Twitter gay dude sketches. Um, the, only if you're 18 plus, <laughs> follow those ones. Um, it was a blast being on here. And uh, before I go, I just want to say um, I remembered my my actual favorite bit of X-Men trivia. Um, and it is actually Lenore Zahn related. And it is that the uh, Lenore Zahn, who was the voice of Rogue on the animated series, was also a member of the Canadian Parliament from 2019 oh. to 2021. And I just think that that is just so weird and incredible and cool. Um, and also, I, I met her at Comic-Con and she's also awesome. So when Lenore yeah. comes on the show, we're making an all Canada panel, including Derek, uh, is going to be with us. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun. We're going to talk about Canada a lot. <laughs> She's and also then, uh, Tiger on the Avengers show. Yes. I just recently watched that again and was shocked to hear her voice. Exactly the same as Rogue, but without the Southern accent. She's amazing. And then uh, finally over to Demanda Martini. Yeah, uh, I sampled. So I did. I, I've done a Tigra number before and I sampled Lenore's on for it. So uh, I hope she likes the fact that I this, <laughs> the the mix starts out kind of fun with like Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat and then ends with a song called Work This Pussy. So um <laughs> It's fun. Um, anyway, uh, my name is Demanda Martini. You can find me across all social media platforms at Demanda Martini, D-M-A-N-D-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-I. Um, when this gets released um, in March, so I now host a weekly show at uh, a great bar in D.C. called Crazy Aunt Helen's called Cocktails and Cocktails, where we mix a drag show with readings <laughs> of erotic fiction. 
Um, and uh, so that is every Thursday at 8 p.m. So if you're in the D.C. area, please uh, come out and support. Um, I also, uh, in March, will be uh, doing a guest speaking spot at uh, Penn State University talking about cosplay and drag, which I'm super excited about. Um, I also uh, regularly do drag story hours. Um, I actually just kind of got nudged and things are like kind of still in the planning phases, but it sounds like I'm going to be doing a drag story hour in April for the LGBTQ uh, Caucus of Congress uh, in April, oh. which sounds super wow. cool. Um, and uh, in May, uh, I will be traveling out to Portland, Oregon to do an all X-Men drag show starring myself uh, and some other uh, amazing drag drag artists and cosplayers. Uh, the official announcement hasn't come out yet, but again, I like to put it out there. So if you're in the Portland area, please come follow me so you can find out information about Oh my God, I want to come. Portland's not that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful. Demanda and I are also collaborating about a uh, a really exciting episode of Grey Malkin Lane uh, to come out in the near future, but I'm going to save that announcement for a while. But it's it might be more fun than Jeopardy, but that's saying a lot because we have fun with this show. It's fun getting creative. Uh, lastly, I'm Chad Anderson. You can find me, Graham Malkin, PP Like Podcast on Twitter, Graham Malkin underscore Leon on Instagram. Uh, I got really sentimental. This is part three of the X-Men 66 kind of big final week show. When I started this uh, show, I got really sentimental when I did my Jordan White, Anthony Oliveira, Josh Trujillo episode reviewing X-Men 66. When I started the show, it was coming out of the pandemic where I had been very isolated and very creatively starved. And launching this show meant so much to me on a personal and professional level. And I originally was just gonna go through issue 66 and then be done. I thought I'll, it'll be a nice year long project, but the show's grown and the numbers are uh, the numbers of listeners are expanding. And we're getting into content that people care about a little bit, <laughs> which is kind of fun. But it has been such a tremendous honor to build this community and to feel like I'm a part of this world out there. So thank you, thank you everybody for uh, being part of this. We're jumping right on, we're continuing. So the next episode is already recorded. Uh, we'll be releasing um, Generation X minus one review, which is a Banshee, Dark Beast, Emma Frost flashback story. It's super fun. Uh, the guests on that are Thorne Gronbeck and uh, Philip Seavey, who are both just wonderful. And then we've got so much content coming out after that. The Patreon episode, right around the re release of this show, we're putting out a special St. Patrick's Day episode uh, with Trina Farrell, with uh, the character Shamrock being the focus. And good lord, is her history <laughs> so everybody be uh... around that time you release that? I will also be premiering my Shamrock cosplay. Oh, fantastic! It'll be yes. perfect timing. Wait, wait, Chad, Shamrock has history? She does. It's weird. <laughs> I'll save it for my Patreon episode, but she's a weird. <laughs> she's a weird character. Uh, it's so fun to delve deep on these, and I've got some crazy cool stuff planned all the way into June. Uh, all right, thank you everybody. This was a tremendous honor. I'm dressed, if you look at the video, I'm dressed in a white shirt and tie. I feel like I'm back on my Mormon mission. So as soon as we end, I'm changing immediately. <laughs> all right, everybody, thank you. We'll see you back here next time. Thank you for listening to Grey Malkin Lane. We hope you are enjoying this podcast. Grey Malkin Lane is produced and recorded in Salt Lake City, Utah, with music and editing done by my husband, Michael Bell, and promo art done by the incredible Seth Martell. Look for us on Patreon, where we are releasing weekly episodes about obscure characters and facts. Uh, it's a great way to participate with the podcast for only just a couple of dollars a month, and it helps support what we are doing here. 
Also, the best way you could help Grandma Malkin Lane is by sharing and liking and subscribing, but also please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you back here next time on Grandma Malkin Lane.